Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Looking for the truth and not worried about rattling some cages to get at it. This is the Roy Green Show. You can go to RoyGreenShow.com, RoyGreenShow.com, and uh, listen back to anything that we air. It's all in the podcasts, and download if you wish. You'll also find my blog posts. Read them, add your thoughts there, and uh, yeah, we'll post things for you at RoyGreenShow.com. You can uh, listen online as well, and email to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, and Twitter is at the Roy Green Show. I'd like you to be part of that. It is time for our regular Saturday with three of the most powerful women in Canada. And uh, there's three of the most interesting people I know. I sound like that beer commercial guy, don't I? <laughs> it's, you need uh, to get out more, Roy. Huh? You need to get out more. I need yeah. to do what? <laughs> get out get more. Out more. <laughs> I, can't, I can't understand what you're saying. So I'm sorry. I'm having a problem with my headset today for some reason. It's it's cutting in and out, so it's time to stop by wherever I go on the way home and buy a new one. Catherine Swift is the uh, former chair and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. It's workingcanadians.ca. I need to get over something. I know that. Linda Leatherdale, former money editor of the Toronto Sun and vice president of Cambria, Canada. Michelle Simpson, former liberal MP and former seatmate to Justin Trudeau. And they are the beauties, and I am the other part of the equation, the beast. And off we go. We have a special guest with us in just a minute or two. I have to ask this question first. Michelle, did you ever consider, did you ever think, did you ever imagine Justin Trudeau would be in the kind of, turn out to be the kind of prime minister that he's turned out to be? Um, no. I didn't. Um... I knew he was going to be leader the way they fawned all over him after having two failed leaders, Dion and uh, Ignatieff. But I think his medio, uh, you know, the the way he rose so quickly um, could ultimately be his downfall. And not maybe this election cycle. But at some point. Okay, let's hold that thought for the end of the segment because I have a question for you about that. And let's start with uh, Elizabeth May being arrested at the Kinder Morgan site with the NDP Member of Parliament after KM was granted a permanent injunction. And Ms. May said it's a personal responsibility to take these kinds of actions. So, uh, Linda, what's uh, what would you say to Elizabeth May? What's your thought about two members of Parliament 
being arrested for violating a permanent injunction? Well, first of all, they shouldn't be violating a permanent injunction. But I think, and I read interestingly, you know, I don't. I think it surprised her. I, you know, she's. I don't think, you know, I think it's an embarrassing situation being arrested. But that didn't stop her to go back out there. Um, yeah, this is a. As you know, we've discussed this hot potato on your show, Roy, and it's really, really sad that at this time, particularly when you. And I know we're going to talk about the Alberta budget, but. This factors in so much financially for the future of Canada. And I, 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 you know, I get it, but can we not work together? And breaking the law, I, 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 I know it's embarrassing for Elizabeth May and her counterpart, the NDP guy, but still, come on, we have to abide by the rules. And um, I just wish this was not happening. Personally. Catherine, you have, Elizabeth May is a National Party leader. Now, she doesn't have much in the way of seats in Parliament. I think maybe it's one. But... She is a National Party leader, and she expects to make an impression in 2019. Is this the way for a National Party leader to address Canadians? Well, it, it isn't, but I think calling Elizabeth May, and I've met Elizabeth many times. She's a nice enough person in you know, most respects. But calling her a National Party leader is overstating the case quite grossly. Uh, like you say, they have one seat in Parliament they for years tried to get any seat and the only way they accomplished it was you know putting all their resources into one riding out in bc and you know in in one of the areas that they knew there you know there would be a sympathetic uh, you know voter voter group and and that's fine as far as it goes but they're you know they're a negligible force but that being said i still find somebody who is supposed to be a lawmaker breaking the law I find that pretty problematic. It's contemptible. Uh, this is legal. Um, you know, as, as Linda was saying, it's, you know, it's so important to the country. Can't you get beyond your personal biases and so on to do the right thing for Apparently Canada? not. We can say that to a lot Apparently of Apparently not. Michelle Simpson, what about to the NDP member of uh, Parliament, Kennedy Stewart? Now, here's... Here's a member of a, of a political party that in 2015 seemed to many people heading into the federal election as being quite possibly the party that was going to emerge victorious until Tom Mulcair applied the razor to the throat of the NDP. Um, but, but they're not anywhere near in the political shape they were in 2015, at least not yet. How much of an issue is it for you for this NDP member of parliament to stand alongside and be arrested alongside uh, Elizabeth May. It's desperation, Roy, in my view. And I agree with Catherine. Elizabeth May, you, you don't even qualify to be called a party when you're that size. You, you don't qualify. You don't get the support and resources from the House of Commons. And I think for one or two people to put up barriers uh, against the best interests of Canada, that's a problem for me. All right. Let me bring in Aaron Woodrick, the federal director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. We're going to talk to Aaron about the Alberta budget and get your thoughts as well. Aaron, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me, Ray. So let's start with you. The Alberta budget, how do you read it? What do you see is 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 Rachel Notley using the carbon tax now to ultimately benefit the uh, the, the New Democratic Party of, uh, of Alberta? 
Yeah, it was, it was a, a pretty much a disaster, this budget, Roy. I mean, to put it short, they're going to triple the provincial debt in, inside the time of one mandate. I mean, that is unprecedented. We've had some pretty bad governments across this country, including right here in Ontario, in terms of racking up debt and spending money they don't have. Uh, but I don't think we've ever seen a government, as my colleague from Alberta put it, I don't think there's ever been a government that's tripled the provincial debt in the span of their first term. So, uh, I mean, this is a this is a budget that just assumes everything's going to turn around and they hope the pipeline gets built. And they hope oil goes back up. That's the only way they're ever going to come back to balance. Uh, so it is a big disappointment. And frankly, I, I'm sure a lot of Albertans are up in arms over it. Beauties, want to say anything to Aaron? Want to add to that? Anyone? Catherine, yeah. Linda, Michelle? Well, Aaron, I say Aaron. yes. $96 billion to 2023 is what they're projecting for the net yep. debt. And what else I find really interesting is this, and I did live in Alberta, and that was a long time ago, and I remember the Heritage Fund, and they were so proud of that. There's something to lean on. It's gone. But let's not rely on energy was the call way back when, and now they're saying it again. And she has no choice but to rely on oil. Come on, that's one of our biggest natural resources. But this is a travesty to see Alberta in this shape. It was a great province, and now look what is going on. I I, I, I'm crying. I think it's disgusting. Well, I, I agree with Aaron in the sense that uh, Notley is outwinning Wind, Kathleen Wynn, which is hard to believe somebody could do that, yeah. frankly, because, <laughs> you know, but they're doing it. They're, they're worsening it, in a, worsening the debt in a shorter period of time. But I guess what I also found perverse about the budget is, you know, they've been, they've been gabbing forever because they're, you know, under, under the surface, these guys are anti-oil people. They, they, they were, you know, before they got elected, they were all seen at protests and notly included and so on. So uh, under the surface here, they're really anti-oil. And they keep saying they're going to diversify away from oil. But as Aaron commented, every single thing in this budget that is supposed to be bringing some sanity to the fiscal situation is dependent upon the growth of oil. So I just find that hypocrisy a little much. <laughs> and Michelle, you're the former elected member of a federal legislature. What do you make of, uh, of, of Rachel Notley's stewardship of the province of Alberta? Oh, it's, it's absolutely heinous. And I agree that to triple, you know, the, the deficit in one term uh, is actually, I think, is going to be the end of her because Albertans, even more than Ontario, Albertans pay attention to those kinds of things. Well, you know, money used to be uh, the backstop for Alberta, and it was, Alberta money was a backstop for the rest of the country. It was exactly. we never thought of Alberta having a deficit. When you hear Alberta's got an eight-point-something billion-dollar deficit, and that ain't bad, you say, "Oh my God, what happened?" You know, I remember I lived in Alberta as well in the in the early seventies when I was a very young man and uh, had my uh, sort of my second job in radio, and I got a check from from the Alberta government. You know, instead of my paying, I got a check, and I didn't pay any provincial taxes. I thought, where have I gone? And I left Quebec to go to Alberta. Where did I go? Heaven. <laughs> And, uh, Aaron, what's the way out for Alberta? Well, a couple of things. One is, I mean, the government has to stop spending money they don't have. This is a government that is reluctant to cut anything back. But as most Canadians know, when you don't have money, you can't just keep spending as if you do. And yet that's what this government has done. The other is there's a lesson in here. You know, we talk a lot about how Alberta... Uh, used to do very well. They had a lot of money, but they never kept spending under control. The, the, the dirty little secret about Alberta was they always spent all the money they brought in. They should have been saving it up. They should have built up that Heritage Trust Fund. If they had done that, they would have had a great rainy day fund to tide them over 
in situations like this. So it's a lesson for them. It's a lesson for all governments. In the good times, don't blow the bank because you're going to need that money later on. Uh, and if you don't, you're going to come to regret it. But you have to spend it now because you want to get reelected now. <laughs> exactly. That's the way it works. Aaron Woodrick, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. The federal director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue with Linda, Catherine, and Michelle. A couple of situations we want to talk to them about. Cambridge Analytica. If somebody had said to me like four weeks ago, Cambridge Analytica, I would have thought they were talking about a new search engine. We'll come right back. You know you hit the big leagues when you're a guest on his show. This is the Roy Green Show. Go to RoyGreenShow.com and uh, listen to our hour on uh, March for Our Lives and uh, the gun violence demonstrations and also the review of Bill C-71 in this country and what my guests felt was necessary for Canada as far as gun legislation is concerned. So go to RoyGreenShow.com and you'll find it in the podcast. I also spoke with a resident of uh, High River, Alberta, remembers very clearly that even though her home was not in any danger of flooding, the RCMP broke into the home to try to rescue firearms. Back with Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson. They are the beauties. Cambridge Analytica. I said before the um, before the break, Linda, if uh, somebody had mentioned said that to me four weeks ago, I would have thought, oh, good, a new search engine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> So well, so speak to Cambridge Analytica and the fact that you've got 50 million Facebook users, informational, personal information, obtained by this organization that uh, Christopher Wiley uh, said last week that a company that he started um, obtained that information and then put it to, well, inappropriate use. 50 million, 50 million. I mean, I, I, I had a sense that Facebook was wobbling toward a disaster for a while, but I didn't know they were going to just crash off the end of the planet. <laughs> well, what's so interesting, right? First of all, Christopher Wiley, come on. I love whistleblowers. I absolutely love them. And I got to tell you, I remember, you know, when Facebook first came out, everybody was on it. And then, of course, all the old fogies, all the old farts, as they say, got on it. So all the kids went to Instagram and others. So, and so, you know, but I think the big issue here is privacy. And Big Brother is watching. And the manipulation. Is it illegal or is it unethical? It's certainly unethical. And I have a real problem, like how much of our information is out there. And every time I turn around, there's another breach. I've got a points card that they've just accessed and found out it's breached. I traveled in California, and my card was compromised. I mean, every time you turn around. But this is scary stuff because Facebook is. is so powerful. So, so Catherine, powerful. one of the things that people have said is get off Facebook, get off this, get off that. Is that the answer? Well, it, it can't be because, and by the way, it, it, it's funny what you say about Facebook, Linda, for the old fogies and stuff, but the weird thing is all the younger people that I know, my kids, their friends and so on, they're all more active on Facebook than they even are on some of the other platforms. So okay. it, it is not by any, you know, I, I, I don't, I think it's demise is, you know, is, is a little, uh, 
uh, too early to say. But uh, you can't not be on, whether it's Facebook or any of the other social networks, you can't not be on them these days. And I think this whole situation, and you had, I, I listened to Vivian Krauss earlier, Roy, on your show. I love her and I love what she's doing. Because I think this is all related. The, the, whole, the whole social media phenomena has permitted... Um, a handful of, of very powerful companies, you know, the Googles, the Facebooks, and so on, to have inordinate influence on public opinion in general. And there's many good, there's a lot of positives to, to what's happening in, in that whole technology, social media area, but there's also a lot of potential risk. Mm-hmm. And boy, it, it's scary, because I bet well, a the lot more, of people out there are being yeah, heavily the, influenced without even knowing it. The and, more and you find out, worrisome. the more you find out, the more worried you get. Or, <laughs> conversely, the more you find out when you say to somebody, well, you know, this, uh, this, uh, this social media company is gathering information on you if you do this or you do that. And then people eventually start to shrug and say, ah, well, you know, it's all out there anyway. So they don't even, in many cases, they don't even care, Michelle. It, I agree. But I do disagree with Catherine. Um, the horror. My, my staff set up a Facebook account when I was an MP, and I never used it because I was concerned about how the information could be mined, how it would be stored. And I sat on a parliamentary committee, and we, interviewed, we, we had Google testify and there was more tap dancing than Sammy Davis Jr. trying to get answers from Google. How are you storing this information? But you know, Michelle, I, you know, it's not just Facebook. There's a whole array of oh, other, yeah. you know, platforms, whatever you want to call them, out there. And to, to not engage in any of them, I just don't think you can do it in this day and age. Oh, no, I, I, no I, you I, can't. You can't. But, and but, I'm not disagreeing that they misuse our data. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go uh, offline entirely, then you're going to have to go live in some uh, in some cabin in Alaska somewhere. Well, you and, certainly can't oh, do yeah. business. You can't, and, I mean, Michelle, do you buy stuff online? Because if you buy stuff online, all your data's out there, too. I, I mean, very, it, very rarely. I'm married to a nervous Nelly, a <laughs> former banker, and he, if they, he said, if they don't sell it in the store, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. and I'm very careful too, Michelle. I've got to tell you, I'm very, very careful as well. But it scares me when I use my points cards, and then I get in, my, in the mail an outline of a discount of all the stuff I just bought at that point. Of course. Exactly yep. what yes, I yeah. And I spoke, I spoke with a, a security guy who said, don't use your debit card, use your credit card. Because if you yes. use your debit card and you get crushed, the bank isn't responsible or they're going to fight you to, to reimburse you the money that you lost. Oh. If you use the credit card, that's not going to happen to you. So I, I stopped using my debit card. Actually, I, I start to pay more cash now because I'm pulling back. I'm not, I'm not getting out, obviously, but I'm, I'm being far more cautious. We have 15 seconds left. Cash is, cash is king. king. Yeah, cash is king, and yet you watch. In the recent federal budget, they started withdrawing certain denominations of currency. Governments would love to get rid of cash because then they can control everything that we do. Well, they're getting yeah. rid of cash. It's called uh, CRA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> Thank you, beauties. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Talk to you next week. Absolutely. And you'll be back in Canada next week. 
right? No, no. Oh, no. Not until I'll, the first show will be on the 14th. Okay. So we can hardly yeah. wait. Okay. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Catherine.